Good Friday to you. The rain has started to fall. The wind has certainly kicked up, and maybe, just maybe, it'll blow all the leaves out of my yard. That would be a great thing. <laughs> Welcome to the Bill Michael Show, hour number two. Good to have you. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up a little bit later on, you can. Right now, we're going to talk some Packers-Lions coming up this weekend. Over at Ford Field, both teams ailing tremendously. Joining us now on the hotline is our buddy uh, Dan Miller, the voice of the Detroit Lions. Dan, I- I'll tell you this. I really thought this team was going to do some damage. They were going to be closing in on 500. They were kind of uh, coming out of hard knocks. Kind of a kind of a darling media-wise, I guess, and, and sentimentality. What has gone so horrifically wrong to this team? Well, I mean, defense has been the biggest part of it, and uh, they just haven't stopped anybody. And if you look at the first four weeks of the season, they led the NFL in scoring, but uh, they couldn't get critical stops at critical times. Their defense has been a problem all year. They're at the bottom of the league in most major defensive statistics. And um, if you can't stop anybody, it puts all the pressure on your offense to be almost perfect, and that's been very difficult for them. They've been good at times. They've hit droughts at times. So it's really been a case where the offense has played well a significant amount of the time, and the defense during those times has been bad. And then you get a good defensive game like that against Dallas, and the offense couldn't do anything. So it's just been one thing or the other. And, look, I don't think anybody was under the illusion that this team was going to you know, win 11 games this year or anything like that. But to your point, I think people thought that it would take a step, and there's still certainly time to do that. But through seven weeks and seven games, I should say, it's it's certainly been disappointing. How much, uh, how big of a loss is it to lose your tight end, T.J. Hawkinson? Well, it's a loss. There's no doubt about it. I mean, he's, he's a weapon on this team, and, and they have injuries at wide receivers, so it probably even makes it, more significant that you've lost him right now. But I think it goes to the long-term plan, and it goes to the fact that they weren't going to pay him, you know, $14, million, $15, $16, $17 million, which is the going rate for, you know, those top-end tight ends. And I think that that was the thinking behind making that move. And, and it wasn't really a shock around here because as they approached the trade deadline, the name that was mentioned most often by far, was T.J. Hawkinson, really just for that reason. Um, and, and, look, I don't, I don't think, as I said, it was a shock, but it does kind of smack you that this rebuild just goes on and on, and this is part of that. And I think that's probably the biggest thing people took out of it was like, man, it's, it's just, you know, this is another couple years where you're collecting draft picks and trying to draft young players, and you're just not, you're not coming out of the other side of the tunnel yet. That was going to be my next question. So I, I guess when do you expect to come out of the other side of the tunnel? I mean, is it just a matter of, I mean, do you feel like you're close, like you have cornerstones in place? You know, I, I think you look at this offense and you say it's pretty good um, when they're healthy, and they're really not all that healthy right now. But I think the question still remains, is Jared Goff the quarterback? And I think most people – are beginning to think that there's probably a young quarterback in this team's future. So that really clouds the ability to answer when you're going to come out of the rebuild because you got to find him, you got to get him ready to play, then he's got to go through his mistakes and get to the point where he can be productive in this league if everything goes well. So I think that becomes problematic to answer that question because 
the most important position on the field is still very much a question. And then defensively, they're just not good. And you need some guys to either develop or you're going to have to replace those guys. So it's a hard question to answer. Do I see some guys that I think can be cornerstones? Sure. But at the same time, you've got to have other pieces. The offensive line's really good, and it should be together for a while. Amon Ross St. Brown's really good. He should be here for a while. You hope that Aiden Hutchinson continues to develop. He should be here for a while. So, I mean, there's some pieces, but I think some of the guys that I had hoped to be able to put in that conversation this year maybe haven't taken the step this season that you thought they might. Um, Outside looking in, you tell me what you think uh, of where the Packers are right now. Well, I think when you saw their receiving core depleted, you figured that might be an issue, and it appears that it has, just looking at some of the offensive statistics. Um, But defensively, still really good. I mean, there are times where I watch the Packers and Rodgers, and again, this is way outside looking in. Rodgers doesn't always look as engaged as I think he has in the past. Um, Just reading his body language at times, it looks like, you know, he feels some of the things that he doesn't have right now. But, you know, you and I have talked many, many times. I have as much respect for him as I have for any player in the league. I think he is amazing. And he has, you know, kicked us in the shins so many times I can't even count. And I think he's going to come in here on Sunday and he's looking at a secondary that is struggling. And this is a great chance for him to get whoever's out there playing with him back on track. And, the Lions, for them, they're going to have to play the best game they've played this year to, to stop a guy like Aaron Rodgers. But, um, look, you've still got a defense with Kenny Clark and Rashawn Gary and Smith and, and Alexander. I mean, this is still the, a defense that is, you know, really good, second in the NFL and third down. And, and, you know, we can't get off the field defensively. I mean, we've got a game without forcing a punt. We went 22 possessions at home without forcing a punt. So, you know, I can look at you and say, here's what I see, but I don't have much time to do that because I'm looking back at what's happening here and saying there's a lot of issues this team has to deal with. But, you know, I think overall I look at Green Bay. Did I expect them to be three and five? No, I certainly did not. I did not expect them to come in here losing four in a row. But at the same time, I certainly think they're capable with that quarterback and that defense and Aaron Jones of getting back on track and winning some games here and being relevant. Were you surprised the Packers didn't make a move? And and the only reason I ask that is because, you know, many said, well, I think they have more holes to fill. You don't want to give up draft choices and such. And I keep saying, look, the window on Rodgers is the next two, maybe three years. That's it. So why would you not go all in and try to make everything out of every year you possibly have him? Because, you know, the end is coming down the tracks now. That would be my answer. If somebody is saying there's so many holes you can't fill them, then what are you doing with Aaron Rodgers? Um, and look, it's I'm not here to criticize the Packers franchise or anything like right, that. Right. Like I said, we got our own issues. But no, I, I, I think that's fair. I mean, as long as you have him, you have to be thinking about postseason playoffs and an ability to, you know, win a Super Bowl, whatever. I mean, anytime you have Aaron Rodgers to start a season, that's that's got to be a possibility. And I do think your defense is really good. So if you could have done something or some things 
to maybe give him a little help on that offense, then it would have made sense to me to, to try to do that. And, and I guess from reading, they were in on a couple guys maybe and, and didn't like the price. But, um, yeah, it did surprise me a little bit just because your point exactly. Anytime you have him, you're relevant. You have a chance. And you didn't do anything to, to really help him out. And I, I think, you know, that leaves you as vulnerable as you've been so far this season and, and doesn't change that. I um, want to go back to uh, the Lions, Dan Campbell. I mean, I know, uh, you know, the, all the time, everything I read is guys just love this guy. Is is his job in jeopardy if they don't kind of pull out of this tailspin? Well, the owner came out last week and said she is behind this group. She believes in the GM. She believes in the head coach. And she's frustrated. Uh, but she still believes in the plan that they have and is moving forward with that plan. So, um, is he in trouble? Look, they're one and six. I don't know where this season's going. I don't think you want to come in at one and 16. I don't think you want to come in at two and 15. I don't think you want to come in at three and 14. They got to win some games. And if you don't, uh, I don't know the answer to the question, but I think everything's on the table. If you have that kind of season. So look, he, I, I love the guy. I think he's great for the city, great for the franchise. The locker room loves him, but it's a bottom-line business, and you have to win some games. And they haven't. And, you know, some of the things they've done have not been indicative of good coaching. That's why you had a secondary coach that was fired on Monday. And that's got to change. And um, it, it just – you 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 are what your record says you are, and then there's the visual part of it as well, the eye test. And they haven't passed the eye test a lot of times this year. So, look, I think when you're losing, nobody's safe. Do I think the odds are significant he gets a third year? Yeah, I do. But it would be in everybody's best interest to win some games here over the last uh, ten games of the season. Excitement rang supreme during the draft, and you pick up Aiden Hutchinson. Give me your uh, thoughts on how he's progressed throughout the season. He always looks like a rookie, um, and, and I think a really good comp for him is Rashawn Gary. I mean, Rashawn Gary did not light the league on fire when he came in, but he sure looks good right now, and he's figuring things out. And, you know, it's not easy to be an edge rusher in this league where you go from college where you're just better than everybody to coming in here and – Every tackle you face is pretty darn good. And the 265-pound tight ends can block you as well. So I think Aiden has had moments where he's looked terrific. He's had moments where he's looked confused. But what you like about Aiden is he checks every box in terms of what you'd look for in a young player that has to put in the work to get better. And I think we've seen that. They've changed some of what he's done. They've gone from a three-point stance to a two-point stance. I think that's helped him. Um, and, and I think that he is improving as the season goes on, but there's a lot to learn there. And I, I think he's going to be a heck of a player in this league. It just doesn't happen the second you hit the ground running in the NFL. And I think that's what you're seeing right now with him. With the offense that does have the ability to score, as you discussed a little bit earlier, um, you know, I wonder because the Packers, even though they're good on third down, they've still been giving up points specifically in the second half of ball games, and their offense hasn't really been able to consistently get over 20 points per game all season long. I don't know whether to expect a high-scoring affair because the defenses are giving it up. I don't know whether to expect a 17-10 to 10 game. Anything specific you're kind of expecting out of this contest? Uh, 
Man, we're so inconsistent, it's hard to say. I mean, look, we went eight quarters without scoring a touchdown. Then we scored 27 points in the first half against Miami and didn't score in the second half. So if you can figure that out, let me know, because I, I, I'd appreciate the insight. <laughs> um, I, look, we're capable of putting up points, and we're certainly capable of giving up a lot of points. Um, they're beat up at wide receiver right now. DJ Chark has been out. Uh, they've, they've got Josh Reynolds, who has missed time this week. Uh, they just traded TJ Hawkinson. DeAndre Swift isn't particularly healthy. So those things add up to it being more challenging, putting points on the board offensively. But, you know, you just get the sense, too, that, that at some point, and this is just the way this league works, this team's going to play a game and they're going to beat and I don't know when that's going to be, but it's just the way that it goes in this league. You don't, you know, you, you put a Sunday together, offensively, defensively. They both show up, and you go out there and you play. Will that be this weekend? I don't know. I mean, they've had opportunities. They very easily could have gone down to Dallas and beaten them. They're, they're sitting on a one-score game in the fourth quarter with the ball at the one-yard line to take the lead and fumble. Um, so it's been that kind of year where crazy things have happened, and the, and it's. You know, things have gone against them, and then they've been their own worst enemies at times. So it's a long way of saying I can't predict what this team is going to do week to week, but I got a feeling unless this defense looks markedly different than it has, Aaron Rodgers is going to score some points. So if you want to stay in this game, you're going to have to score some points. So there, there's, there really hasn't been much other than the Dallas game that has told us that they can take – an elite quarterback like Rodgers and hold him down. Um, look, changing coaching staff this week, does that change the way the defense plays? It's only a couple days, but there's the mental gymnastics of that going on too. Does that change some things? We'll find out together on Sunday. But to this point, if you ask me just based on what I've seen, uh, Green Bay's going to score, so Detroit's going to need to score to keep up with them. Dan, always great to talk to you, man. I appreciate your time, and we'll talk again soon, okay? Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, pal. There you go. That's Dan Miller, the voice of the Detroit Lions, joining us for a couple of minutes. <laughs> he's he's about as optimistic as we are. He's like, everybody's going to score points, or at least they should. And if they don't, it wouldn't surprise us. I have no idea. And that's kind of the way we're all going into this contest coming up uh, on Sunday. So, uh, But I appreciate his time. Good insight over there regarding uh, Detroit and obviously an outside look into. And he, he said the same thing. Yeah. If you're not going to go for it, then why'd you pay Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> there you have it. It's basically what it boils down to. Hey, our friends at the Four Seasons Island Resort, listen up, guys and girls. Here's the reason why. We know that uh, the hunters are going to be getting out there relatively soon, right? Widow's Weekend, as they call it. Friday, November 18th, Saturday, November 19th. Girls, listen up. Guys, if you want to send your wife off to do something nice, too, here you go. Okay? They got the Widow's Weekend at V4 Seasons Island Resort in Pembine, Wisconsin, where on Friday night you got dinner, you've got a mega pampered chef party, uh, by the way, going on. Saturday the 19th, you got mimosas and massages and makeovers. And then uh, you got to pre register for all of this, uh, of course. But they got all of it going on at the Four Seasons Island Resort. Guys are going hunting and doing their things, football and whatever. This would be a great pre Christmas gift. 
for the uh, for the woman in your life or girls if you're listening and want to go with a bunch of bunch of friends go do this it's a complete women's takeover over at the four seasons island resort the widow's weekend coming up uh friday november 18th saturday november 19th and if you want some reservations if you want to tell them you heard it here if you want to get 15 percent off right now go to the four seasons wisconsin.com the four seasons wisconsin.com or just get a hold of our girl barb B-A-R-B, Barb at the Four Seasons, Wisconsin.com. Barb, B-A-R-B at the Four Seasons, Wisconsin.com, or call her 715-324-5800. 715-324-5800. They have sip and dip going on. They got canvas painting coming up. They have so many different things happening. But get a hold of our friends at the Four Seasons Island Resort. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show and we are glad you're here thanks so much for uh for tuning us in appreciate it appreciate it a lot um this is from bill bill says uh don't forget to turn the clock <laughs> turn the clocks back this week can we turn it back to 2010 when the packers were good uh bill i wish yeah i i can't believe clocks go back already it's like this year just flew by didn't it certainly did Aren't they trying to take away daylight savings time? Or is this not daylight savings? I never can understand that. Yeah, they're trying to... Some people just want it removed altogether, you know. Uh, but then again, the argument's going to be, well, which one do you stay on? You know? I just wonder I know. whether people in our world will forget how to operate a clock. You know? <laughs> classrooms, there's not one in this room. But you remember fifth grade, fourth grade classrooms across the country. Right. They have clocks. Right. Got to know how to work them. Yep. The uh well remember uh now I don't know if you remember this or not, but in the uh like when I was in high school, the clocks were I don't they were like in the wall. So I don't even know how they adjusted them. I don't know if it was something automatic or what, but it was the old you could hear them click 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 click, you know, when the class was silent and it was almost like they were mechanical of some kind. You know, and more so, you know, more industrial mechanical is what I'm talking about. I don't even know how they adjusted them back then. Now you just wake up and the times change, you know, unless you got an old, uh, you know, old fashioned sit on your sit on your nightstand alarm clock. Because most of us just use our phones now and your phone automatically up updates. My car automatically updates. Does your car update? My car does not have screens. <laughs> no. Bill. Okay. OK. My I'm car, producer, automatically man, updates. what do you expect? Yeah. I'm not I'm yeah. not out here in some. New age yeah. vehicle? I know. No, my car automatically updates. The only two clocks in the whole place that I have to change, or three, I take that back. Uh, I've got a giant wall clock in uh, the, the main level in the living room area. More of a decorative piece than anything, but I, got, I do how to adjust that. And then I've got uh, the Harley-Davidson bar and shield clock, the neon clock down in the bar. And that's that's the only two clocks I really have to adjust. It used to be... I remember getting up uh, on that Sunday morning, and my mom would say, okay, we got to get the clocks. Turn your clock. You know, then I have the little old-fashioned alarm clock with the bells 
I'd be changing that. My sister's changing hers. The wall clock that I had that had the Bengals helmet, I had to change that. Had to go downstairs, and then my mom had this big decorative clock, this pointed wood thing, this star-looking thing. I had to, I was the only one tall enough to pick it up and then change it because otherwise you'd be, you know, otherwise you'd poke her in the face. My mom was small. My mom was only like 5'3". Um, so, yeah, I changed that. I had to run around the house change clocks. Got to change the clocks this weekend. Well, you know, one thing we don't have to change the clock for uh, is Bucks basketball. Bucks are winning, man. Bucks are winning. Undefeated still this season. An underappreciated story thus far. But then again, we all know. I mean, you know, at this point in the year, with Packers reign supreme. There's no doubt about that. But, um, but yeah, the Bucks they continue to continue to win, continue to play winning basketball. I'm loving it. Bucks got uh, the Timberwolves coming up tonight. Bucks go back out on the road. Uh, 9 o'clock Eastern tonight, taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Taking that 7-0 and record on the road. Timberwolves, by the way, 3-2 and at home, 4-4 four and four overall. So there you go. And then the Buck, uh, Bucks are back home tomorrow night at the Fiserv. Uh, Oklahoma City Thunder come to town. Hopefully the Bucks are sitting at 8-0, but the Thunder at 4-4. Four and four, They come to town. So got a back-to-back with the Bucks this weekend. Looking forward to that. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, this one's from Rick who said the Packers need to look like Steve DeBerg, Christian Okoye era, ride the run and play action pass. Rick, that's one thing they don't do. They have completely gotten away from play action, man. And I don't know what to believe. On one hand, Aaron Rodgers is talking about being creative and the offense and certain things that he looks forward to. On the other hand, you know, the rumor is that he doesn't like a lot of motion, doesn't want to move guys around. He likes the matchups and the way it comes up and it's easier to read and blah, blah, blah. I I don't know what to believe. I know one thing. This offense looked better when they were running consistent motion. That's that's one thing I do know. They they were better when they were running consistent motion and more so under center. Not to say you can't run out of shotgun because most – most teams do run quite a bit out of shotgun, and more so than running from under center. But uh, but I, I I think you need more of a mix of everything. Because this, this was never going to be an offense where you could just line up and go, we're going to beat you. Never. You can't just go, we got Aaron Rodgers, we're going to beat you. Because teams are whooping your ass. Because they're going to go, no, he's not as fast as he used to be. He's not as mobile. Your offensive line isn't as good. We're going to bust you in the trenches. We're going to push the pocket back in his face. You don't have enough time for some of these guys to get open. These receivers aren't, you know, aren't spectacular by any stretch of the imagination. So we're going to kick your ass. And that's what teams are doing. So you got to get creative. You know, when I, the one thing I do remember talking about at the beginning of the season was, you know, hey, Devontae's gone. The only way you're going to win is if you run the ball, hit the tight end, quick outs, a little bit downfield. And this Matt LaFleur offense is going to have to shine. The creativity of Matt LaFleur is going to have to shine. And so far, no, no, no. Not happening. Not happening. 877-867-1670. Let's go to Mike listening to us in Rockford. Mike, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Bill, thanks for taking my call. I'm doing all right. Um, Bill, real quick, I worked worked maintenance in a school for 22 years, and – those clocks in the schools are called atomic clocks, and they're synchronized with somewhere in uh, Colorado, but it's an atomic clock, 
and awesome. it's the most precise, accurate clock there is. And those clocks reset themselves. You do not have to do that. They have they do a really weird thing where they kind of hesitate and they pause. And they take 20 minutes to catch up, and sometimes in the morning you come in the next day on Monday, and some of them didn't quite catch up, but they all catch up and they're all synchronized exactly to the exact time. They're called atomic clocks. Okay, I really don't care. No, I just wanted to tell. I wanted to tell Bill that because I knew the answer to that question, and I know what you're talking about. But they've been around for a long, long time. I mean, I'm I'm almost 60 years old, and they were in the schools when I was a kid. So uh, awesome. They've been around, and I remember okay taking the test and hear the tick, the clock ticking. Um, Yeah. Anyway, uh, Bill, listen, I want to I want to say something here about the Packers. Last year. Uh, when, the, when the Packers got rid of uh, Devontae Adams or he left or whatever you want to say, uh, I heard a lot of people saying, well, we don't have to worry about it because they functioned really well when Adams was hurt and he wasn't in the lineup. I think they were 4-0 when he wasn't in their lineup, if if, it, if the stats uh, served me correctly last year. Correct. Um, but I think something – there's just something lacking, and I, and I do think that the offensive line doesn't have uh, – I don't know, the stamina they had. The, the guys are playing hurt. Bakhtiar, he's a shell of himself. Um, Eldon Jenkins is coming off, of, you know, the, the surgery. And I, they're shuffling guys. And, look, you could say this about any quarterback. When, when, a, when a quarterback is pressured, especially right in the, in the middle, when, they, when these, these guys are coming up right in the center and collapse in the pocket, okay, this, this is where he's deer in the headlights. And even though he's Aaron Rodgers and he's the god of quarterbacks, He's a human being too, and that's when he falters. And you don't have the receivers that can get separation right now because not having Devontae Adams, people don't understand, is he's going to require double coverage. So that always leaves the other receivers open. Mm-hmm. Um, not having a guy like that, it just it's one on one matchups, and and these guys don't have the they don't have the physicality to be to be in a Devontae Adams to where they can get the separation. So when that pocket collapses and Rodgers is running for his life, and we've seen it so much this year, more so, I think, than in recent times. And and he doesn't have – these guys are not getting separation. This is where – I mean, my God, what is he? He's got four interceptions now, and I know two of them were like batted balls, but it's uncharacteristic even this early in the season to have this many – I don't think he's had this many interceptions in a season uh, like he has. I know four is not that much, but for him it is. So right. I think that's the problem, guys, and I think – I'm disgusted for the fact that they did not get this clay pole and they let the Bears get them. Um, you know, I'm from Chicago originally, and I'm sick and tired of hearing my Bears buddies rub it salt in my wound going, oh, we took them from it. I go, good luck. You ain't going to go anywhere on your team. But mm-hmm. the point is, uh, Packers, this is a win now, and the, the window for Rodgers is absolutely shut. It's closing, and it's closing quickly, and I just don't understand Gutekinds. I do not understand why he did not take – if it would have taken another fifth round or something – Throw that in there. Just get this guy. You got. You need help right now, and you got to win right now. And I don't understand it, and it ticks me off, Bill. And I'll I'll hang up and listen. And thanks for taking my call. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. Yeah, I I think you just said everything that a lot of us are feeling. To be quite honest with you, I I I didn't understand not making any move and and going. Even Dan Miller, the voice of the Lions, who we had on earlier, said, "Look, you know, if you're not going to do anything, then why'd you bring Rodgers back?" You know why? Why would you pay him all that money? Why would you? Why would you bring him back if you're not going to do anything? You know. By the way, today at practice, Devondre Campbell and Shamar Jean Charles not practicing today. Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Alan Lazard, Christian Watson are all 
back at practice today. Now, remember, Christian Watson has to um, pass concussion protocol, but all of them back at practice today. I, you know, I, again, I, we can beat the dead horse. Uh, you know, nothing's walking through the door. I, I, but I agree with you. I just don't understand why you brought, uh, I, why you paid the money for Aaron Rodgers. The uh, the sentiment seems to be, and you tell me, but the sentiment seems to be that they did it just to do it, just to appease Rodgers, just to appease the fan base, and but they're not gonna, they're still on track for the future, and they'll ride it out with Rodgers because otherwise they just looked, they took such a beating from Rodgers about, you know, the beginning of last year that they didn't want to PR-wise look bad. I can't believe that's true. I don't want to believe that's true, first and foremost. But I can't believe that's true because that would be the dumbest thing, franchise-wise, to say we're going to go ahead and throw a couple of years away just because we don't want people mad at us. But we're really not going to put anything into it because... You know, we we just we don't want to. We just want to get through the next couple of years and move on to Jordan Love because we believe he's the answer, which I still don't believe he's the answer. But you know, I, I just I, I don't I don't believe I, I can't believe that. I'm learning more and more lately that there are conspiracy things that go on behind the scenes. I like to th- look at things on its on their face and say this is kind of what it is, and then be able to decipher my own information, but. I, I'm with a lot of you. I don't understand why you would do that and then not make a move. It's kind of baffling to me. 877-867-1670. Chime in if you feel free to do so. Our friends over at New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin, well beyond the borders. And uh, they can, they've got a 90% success rate at treating guys with ED, 98% which is all but guaranteeing the fact that they can help you. So why not call, right? Why not give them a call? 414-455-4451. 414-455-4451. Maybe you're tired, you're sluggish, you're moody, you got the brain fog going on. Could be low T. If you're over the age of 30, all you got to do is give them a call. Maybe they go in and get your numbers checked. They can help you out. If you're low, they can help you. Otherwise, the all-in-one weight loss program this time of year, we know, we know, here come the cookies, cakes, and pies. And once the pumpkin pie and the mashed potatoes and the turkey and everything else hits us, all we want to do is sleep, put uh, put the hand in the front of the pants, and just feel the gut expand. And you can't necessarily do that, especially if you can't see your feet right now. Call them, 414-455-4451. That's the Newmail Medical Center. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.